Hi guys, welcome to my podcast. Um, today we're going to be talking about um, my experiences in undergrad uh, and through a social identity and a moral development lens. Um, first, I'm going to talk a little bit more about um, myself here. So, as an 18-year-old African-American male born and raised in the diverse city of Las Vegas, Nevada, I began my college experience at Weber State. Weber State is a predominantly white institution located in Ogden, Utah. It's a very small, small city. Um, and when I, I believe when I started college in fall of 2013, um, I was in the conventional stage from Kohlberg's theory of moral development. Um, just because like prior to college, I lived with my my parents and my brother. Um, I was the youngest in the house, so naturally they all had a, like authority over me. Um, and this is how I was raised. Like, I was raised to always listen to my elders. So even my brother could tell me to do things, and of course my parents always said to um, listen and never talk back to them. So I would always just listen, regardless. Even when I went to school in kindergarten, that's how they told me to like always listen to the teacher, listen to the adults, um, whoever, you know, at the administrators, if they're telling you something, you just got to listen to them. Um, so that's how I was raised. Um, also, my father was the head of the house and every decision um, I made at that time was heavily influenced or made by him. Um, and at the time, it was not much of a, like a big problem because I trust, you know, I trust my dad and I know he want, I knew he wanted the best for me. Um, but being away and living in Utah left so many opportunities where I had to make decisions without him. So, of course, um, when I got to Utah, I relied on the people around me um, and uh, I used to ask a lot of uh the coaches, the the older players, I used to ask them a lot for help. Um, the problem was I did not realize that some of these people um, that I was asking help couldn't really help me because they didn't want to help me. Um, and here's an example, or here's a, uh, my situation that happened. So the classes I took that semester were really, really hard, um, and I was failing two of them by midterms. And as I went to go ask my professor for help to see what I can do to pass the class, they both pretty much told me that they couldn't help and suggested that I drop the class if the class was going to be too hard for me. I was honestly shocked because um, I thought as authority figures, like, like if the, I thought as authority figures, they were, you know, going to help or try to help or at least try to help, you know, try to help me um, figure a way where I can pass a class, you know, pass the, pass the class or get my grades up so I could pass the class. Um, but that was not the case. Um, and then I ultimately ended up not passing either class with no help from my advisor, no help from a professor, no help from a coach or teammate. Um, and that really just taught me um, and made me aware that I can't assume that, like, all authority figures will always be willing to help. Also, not to be fully dependent on adults and follow the. And when I do 
when they do help me, not to just follow them blindly. Now we'll jump right back into the second part of the show. Okay, so yeah, my second year in college, uh, I did I transferred to a community college in Ephraim, Utah. Um, it was like one night I was hanging with a, a group of my friends, and we were at a party, and I sat down on this couch, and uh, this girl that I seen around, um, around school, around campus, she comes up to me, and she sits down, and she we start talking. She tells me her name and where she's from in El Salvador, and she tells you know telling me jokes about like. Um, how Hispanic moms are, what the food is like, um, and speaking some Spanish. And I tell her, like, man, that sounds cool. Like, I actually, I totally understand what you go through. Like, I know how moms can, how Hispanic moms could be, LOL, like that type of stuff. (laughs) And uh, she immediately says, no, you don't. And I'm like, I do, though, like. I'm half, I'm half Honduran. My mom is from Honduras. And she was like, no, you're not. Like, stop lying. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not lying. Like, I'm being serious. Like, why would I lie to you about that? And she was just like, no, you're lying. Like, uh, what part of Honduras is your mom from? And I couldn't answer that at the time because I did not know where my mom, what part of Honduras my mom was from. So... As she sat there, like, smirking at me because she, you know, swore, she could have swore that I was lying. Um, I just had to get up because I was fuming, like, I was mad that this girl thought I was lying to her for whatever reason about my ethnicity. And so um, I didn't want to get more mad, so I just got up and went to go find my friends. But um, after that, I think for, like, a month, straight I could remember just going getting on the phone with my mother and speaking to her in Spanish more um asking her more questions about like Honduran culture traditions um slang words uh what does this mean what is this food called what is this dish called um what were her parents like what was the you know what does it look like where is she from I was asking her all these questions and then um and then because I couldn't get her on the phone all the time like I can't just ask her you know 20 questions every day on the phone I got on the internet and I did some research about like you know where did Honduras Honduran people originate from and you know where were the ancestors like and and things of that nature and so I felt like I got a better understanding to where ultimately um ultimately i was able to like have like full conversations in spanish and i could understand like um more of the cultures like i could actually uh teach it to somebody else um and so that was a a good feeling that i had and then um uh, so that relates to like the Finney's models of ethnic identity development. And so before that, uh, before that party, I would say I was in the stage one of that, uh, of that theory of Finney's theory, which was like, I have not explored, uh, my feelings and attitudes in my Honduran culture. I have not explored that. I haven't explored that until up to that point, which was stage two where an incident happens 
something happens where it not forces me, but it makes me want to inquire about my ethnic identity. So that was stage two. That was at the party, um, the conversation with this girl. And then stage three was me um, acquiring the knowledge and um, historical context of my uh, Honduran culture, going to ask my mother um, questions and speaking to her more in Spanish and doing the research on the internet. That was all stage three of the ethnic, which was the ethnic identity achievement. And so, yeah. So thank you guys for um, that would be it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening and uh, stay tuned for the next one.